Hi, this is Danny Bolt, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, yes, well, you can't get more laggy than that, in my opinion. Probably one of our worst performances of the season. We look tired, bruised and lacking any bite. While one Robertson makes a complete hospital pass, another makes a clinical finish to gift us our sixth defeat of the season. With me to dissect all of it before we all hibernate for the international break are Morgan Colton and Will Oakley. Throwing on the towel, I'm J-Mac and this is the Fulham Focus Podcast. Fulham. And if anyone has get it, that towel reference actually was because I don't think I've ever seen a towel been thrown on so many times for those long throws that West Brom were doing. Absolute shambles. So lads, it was a disappointing night as what was the first day of Cheltenham races. Our gallop to the title fell a few furlongs short at the Hawthorns as we narrowly lost to a West Brom side who have struggled for form this season and put in a performance that left me hoarse from shouting at the TV. Producer Dylan has given me a feast of racing puns here. As always, as, as always, give me your override overriding. Yes, give me your overriding thoughts on the game, Jazz. I'll go to you first, Paul. You were at the game. Tell me everything about it. I, 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 I want to. I want to applaud Dylan for that. Uh, that script. That was. That Brilliant. was um, wonderful. I think I did better on the uh, on the Cheltenham on the races than I did at the football last night. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe we talk about that instead. Uh, it was it, it was just one of those games, wasn't it? It was just the players looked so tired through the whole of it. They couldn't get into their stride. I, I, I don't want to be overly negative about it because, um, you know, we're doing so well generally. But it was it was a weird game. I think, you know, from the off, you could tell that the players just needed that break. And the way they played, the the way they sort of moved around the pitch, everything about it was sluggish. And I get it. It's a long season. These guys, yes, they are athletes, but they are being asked to put in 100%, you know, three times a week, pretty much um, through the season. And I think, you know, especially with sort of a lot of these players representing their countries as well, it's it's a long old slog. And I think the fact that we've got um, no game on Saturday is a bit of a godsend. And hopefully um, not too many of them will go away into national duty this time around. And give themselves you know a bit of a rest because i don't think there's anything wrong with the tactics and i don't think there's anything wrong with the players i just think they need a bit of a rest before we've got two more away games thankfully the first one's qpr and you know five away games on the spin that's a lot of traveling without any respite for a home game so given that i think in two and a half weeks time when we go to loftus road we should be refreshed uh it's you know, we'll see a better performance for sure. And we can talk about towels after this because I've got to say, being in the stands there, just the constant use of the pink towels was, uh, it was enraging. It was, you know, it's fine. It's, it's their tactic. But my God, I mean, the ball must have been in play for about 15 minutes in that first half yeah. because... It was just constant ball goes out for throw, get out of the big towel, ball goes out for another throw, get out of the big towel. It's like, it's not even fucking raining. Don't worry about the big towel. 
Just yeah, get on but... with it. Throw the ball like a normal person. I mean, they didn't obviously score from a long throw, so that was wasted. Uh, it was just, yeah, it's just infuriating. But, you know, Steve Bruce tactic. I think it was a tactic from Ishmael as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, whatever. But it was, uh, yeah, funny old game. Funny, okay. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Will? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like like you say, Morgs, it's a long season. It, players are going to get tired. Perhaps you should have rotated more. Perhaps you shouldn't. Um, but obviously, going into the game, West Brom did have poor form. And perhaps we take it for granted that the league position we're in. You know, we're top of the league. We've not had many losses this season at all. I, I thought that we would win comfortably. But sometimes you just got to have a little reality check. You know, this league isn't easy. It's, it's not great, but it's, it's not easy at all. It, and, you know, you, you can't win them all, like I say. But I think the important thing now is how we bounce back after the international break. Like I, I, like you say, again, I think it's better that we don't have a game on Saturday because that wouldn't do us any favours at all. But it's just how we bounce back against QPR. You know, we've got time now to prepare. We've got time for the players to rest, especially the players that aren't used to playing that many games in the season because, you know, Kenny and Reem now, they're, they're getting old. And, I mean... 30-something, you know, but for a footballer, they 46 games in a season. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I think the international break, it hasn't done us favours in the past, but hopefully this time it will do us a favour and the last few games will will go full full charge and, and win the league. I mean, before we move on, I mean, a big shout-out to Tim Ream for last night. I think mm. the fact he was able to play despite um, as... Uh, Someone that I, a mate of mine referred to having a massive eye vagina, uh, which is possibly one of the worst references I've ever heard. Not uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> Not playing good. through that and um, putting in, uh, you know, I think he was the best performer on the pitch last night. Um, solid as you know as he's been all season, but as you say, he's not getting any younger. He's thirty-four, and he's never been the quickest yet. He is. Uh, arguably, if you you know discount uh, Mitro's goals, I think he'd be one of our players of the season just for his dependability. Um, obviously, Kenny, he's not played as many games. He's what he's thirty now, isn't he? But obviously, his injury uh, concerns are more of a issue. But I mean, Reem yeah. last night just sort of it was another sort of captain's performance. Unfortunately, no one else was putting in the sort of uh, the performance that he was. But I mean, it's just it's. Uh, sums up his season so far, really, that he's been that dependable, uh, even in the face of adversity, in his case. I completely concur with that, and I think Tim Ream has absolutely been in our top three of most important players of this season, for sure. Um, I'll be very... I think that's quite good. I think, you know, Will's nodding his head along there. I think we've already decided who man of the match is, so maybe later on we'll we'll swap it for uh, scapegoat of the match, and I think we've got (laughs) some good contenders already for that, to be honest with you. Um, We won't spoil it already, but let's let's go. I mean, it it was a below-par showing, and in the first half, we didn't actually register a single shot uh, so we, we look slow going forward, didn't we? And something under Marcus Silva that we haven't actually been accustomed to. I mean, can you find any real positives from that first half showing well? Uh, I think Rodak, of course, was excellent. I think he made a lot of good saves. Um, and I, I thought the defence overall was pretty solid, the actual defending. Um, I think sometimes, I know we've just mentioned Reem, but the, the player playing next to him, Tosin, we, we forget yeah. about Tosin quite a lot in, in the fact he's dependable. But he never really does much wrong. He's never he's never in well no, he do very he's a great long passer, but he never does anything to think, wow, he, he's amazing. But he is very consistent and I think 
Reem has got a lot of attention this season. I still don't think he gets as much as he deserves. But in the fact he's uh, come back into the side and he's now a real leader and perhaps now his social media presence, even if if you want to talk about that. But, you know, Reem has been spoken about quite a lot this season. But yeah, I think Tosin has been exceptional. And when you think we got him for two mil, uh, credit to Tony Khan for, for getting that one out. He, he doesn't get a lot Careful. of credit for the signings. Careful. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of credit for signings. But you've got to be honest, Tosin you... is one that... Just sorry to interrupt, but do you did you think Tosin had a good game last night? No, I don't think he done. I don't think he was bad. I think as a defensive player, I don't think he was bad. No. Okay. I mean, I thought I thought he had one of his poorer games. Um, yeah, I think I, mean, I thought his passing was sloppy. Um, I thought uh, I just didn't think his performance was particularly strong, really. But then, you know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Watching that is fair enough, chance. but then again, I think we only conceded one, and the one we did concede, I don't think it was his fault. So I guess going forward, we'll maybe, talk about that one. Yeah, we will, we will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you are right. It definitely wasn't his best performance. But again, I just think throughout most of the season, he hasn't really done much wrong. Well, as they've, been saying, great, they've, been, they've been a great partnership, and it's one thing I find sad is that the likelihood is that Ream won't be our starting centre back next year because of his age and his pace. But I just, oh, I don't want him replaced. He's just, mm. it's so annoying how sort of he isn't quite up to scratch in the Premier League. Um, but he's so good in the Championship. So, yeah. And there's a really, I mean, we're, we're going back on Tim Riemer, but there's a really nice tweet from Tim Riemer actually just saying, bruised, bloodied, and beaten. Time to regroup and recharge for the final push. That was him um, earlier on today. So that's, you know, Doing captain things as usual, being a good leader on and off the pitch. I love it. Um, and, and, you know, QPR will be the good kick out the backside we need at the end of the international break to get us from obeyed for getting on the winning ways again. Anyway, uh, Morgan, you were saying that we'll talk about that. So it took us a while to get into the game and Carvalho narrowly missed the, part, uh, the post at the start of the second half as we finally began to settle down a bit. Now, however, we went one down after 64 minutes when... Robinson scored from a Robinson assist. Now it, it was it was a calm finish from Callum Robinson, but what on earth? Just talk talk to me about the goal. Talk to me about Anthony Robinson is doing here. It's an absolute just car crash, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you Wigo's review, but I won't give it on here because we'll get you know banned for overuse yeah. of the c word. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, simply put, he had a terrible game last night. Uh, it's just. In the same way that Ream has been incredibly dependable this season, Robinson has been incredibly inconsistent. And unfortunately, it was one of his games last night where it was similar to his commentary performance, I think. His passing was just... Uh, his passing completion rate must have been about 30%, I think. Anything over 12, you know, 15 yards, never found a Fulham player. He... And just that particular one was incredibly sloppy. And I think it it put the cherry on top of his performance, really. It was, it's, I don't like singling out players. Um, I have done in the past, but I don't like doing it. But in this case, he, uh, he just, he just had another bad game. And I would really like in the next one to see Joe Bryan have another go. Um, I do think it's in the off season. I think it's the first position I'd actually look at, um, you know, recruiting in because 
Robinson hasn't improved this season. In fact, I think he, you know, said earlier in the, uh, the team chat, I think, which is like he actually looked better last season than he did this season. Mm-hmm. And that's a real worry, especially going into what will be an even stronger Premier League next year. Um, Touchwood. And so he just needs to get his act together. He or we replace him because yeah. he's just not, he's not cutting it at the moment. And I'm not sure what's stopping Joe Bryan even being on the bench. Maybe it's just the fact that, you know, we've only got seven places on the bench and a left back isn't, a, you know, primary need, but I certainly don't think he's earning his place in the team at the moment. So yeah. You know, that was just that just summed it up really because he'd had a bad game all night. Um, he was getting, I mean, getting he was getting forward well, but he always yeah, does he, that. Could, he could move forward, but, I mean, that's not a problem. Yeah. yeah, he's got pace, but his his crossing was terrible, his passing was terrible, and that pass went, I mean, that assist was the best pass he made all night, just sadly wasn't for us. <laughs> this is the thing, I mean, it always seems to be, and like, I don't like singing out players either, but it always seems to be when we have a bad game or a howler. It's always that usually, more often than not, Anthony Robinson is the standout worst performer. And I don't, I'm not saying that he's the reason that we're always losing. I don't think that's fair. But there is just, if, if he folds, I feel like the whole team folds slightly. And I mean, I don't think you can take away the importance of Niskin's Cabano. The fact that he wasn't on the left wing with. Uh, you know, connecting with Robinson was a huge problem. I think Bobby Reed was found extremely wanting and isn't actually a starter for us. But I, I just, yeah, I'll get to you on this, Will. Just your thoughts on Anthony Robinson. And I mean, if you actually think there's a future for him in the Premier League, I mean, or would you be as rogue to even get that really promising Larkesh kid in, like, you know, yeah. from the under-23s at some point? Just your general thoughts on Anthony Robinson and just Yeah, the thing, is, thing is for Robinson, I think he does have a lot of potential. I, I mean, he's a young player. He's very athletically, we can tell by how, how much running he does. I mean, he doesn't stop. Um, but we've relied on him and Brian for, well, I mean, only two seasons now, both of them, I think, if that's right. Um, but Brian's never proved it either. That's the thing. I, I think I, I like Brian. He's funny. You know, we all we see this stuff on Instagram and and all his stuff on Instagram stories and he's, he's funny, but again, same as him. Is he ever going to be Premier League quality? For me, neither of them are ever going to be Premier League quality. Robinson out of the two, I think has more potential purely on the fact he's younger. Mm. Um, But I I don't think both of them, both of them aren't ready for the Premier League. So I do think, yeah, left back, it should be a position that we are looking for. But Mm. I do also want to say on the goal, I don't think it is just Robinson's fault. I mean, Listen, West Brom oh, individually, yeah, like he did literally give them the ball away. He did literally give them the ball. I think I know what you're about to go with yeah. this one. But the thing is, the, the midfield was so slow, and it was just West Brom started the game so strongly. It was attack, 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 and I think it was eventually we were going to concede. It just happened to be on an individual mistake, and but it was it purely was an individual mistake. But at the same time, we they shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have had that many attacks before that anyway, because the midfield was just letting them through over and over again. And yeah, Robinson, idiot, but midfield saw it out as well because it was just so slow. Reed was the only one doing any running. It, it was yeah. just slow from everyone. Well, let's talk I about think, that because... Yeah. Go on, Mox, go on. No, no, you go, because I, I want to make a point about um, Shalaba coming in. 
Well, uh, that's this is what I was alluding to because you know I think you can make a case that Chalaba's positioning with, towards Robertson is far too close and and far too stumbly. Um, I, I've never seen the amount of complaints about a player on, uh, all at the same time as in the WhatsApp group that was about Chalaba. How the fact he got the full ninety minutes, uh, just generally his just every time he moved the ball forward, he just got frightened and he just sort of didn't really commit to it well enough. Just a very very poor performance from him. And at the same time, I find it quite frustrating because I feel like he's had some very good games for us, particularly around the January time when Surrey was away. And I think people are forgetting that he was very good. But recently, he has. He just looks like he's just completely been shot of confidence or something. And what what are your thoughts on Shadow there, Morgs? I don't, I don't I don't think he's shot of confidence. I mean, he shouldn't be. I mean, he's getting a sort of you know a relatively decent run in the side, albeit not he's just got shit. Then I don't... <laughs> yeah, I think most of that. Um, the the interesting thing about him playing the ninety minutes is that uh, Silver's tactic for Reed at the moment is that he plays more offensively. Um, whereas, you know, ordinarily we would consider him to be a much better defensive midfielder sitting in the front uh, front of the, you know, the two centre-backs. But, sh- I mean, given how Reed was playing versus how Shalaba was playing, you would surely take Shalaba off, drop Reed back, and then bring Kearney on for for um, Shalaba. Yeah, but 100%. it's... I, I don't get what's happening there because Reed is far more dependable. His passing is better. Um, I know Shalabur and Silver work together at Watford. I mean, so maybe there's a bit of favouritism to an extent, but I don't think Silver's that fickle or nepotistic or nepotistic. I don't know what the word is. Um, But at the same time, yes, Seri may not have had the best game on the weekend, but I thought it was all right. I thought it was just tactical that they took him off. Um, at the physicality, time. maybe, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so West Brom side, Steve Bruce well, maybe, side, Andy Carroll then, and the like, yeah. Would you say that Shalaba's any more physical than Surrey? He's bigger, but whether he's any more physical, I don't know. Um, mm. I would suggest not, to be honest. Uh, but what Surrey makes up, uh, lacks in his physicality, perhaps, he certainly makes up for his passing and his ability mm. with the ball. Whereas Shalaba, he, he had a couple of nice touches last night, but overall his performance was vastly subpar. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a case of Silver thought this would be a better tactic uh, and it didn't pay off because the performance didn't warrant, um, you know, an, another starting position. I, I just still think the best partnership at the, uh, in midfield is Serie and Reed, And yes. I just, you know, they're, they're so dynamic, the both of them. And I think yeah. we need to keep going with that. Obviously, there's going to need to be some rotation, especially in April when we have like eight games out of nine remaining. So I think we'll see the four of them rotate quite sort of regularly just to keep it fresh. But was this, uh, was this a really big thought of Marco Silva? Is Marco Silva basically just in the mud of this game slightly tactically, would you say, Will? Because this is, when a team goes through such a heavy fixture period, you know, we have five games in two and a half weeks. Some rotation is expected at some point. Yet for Silva and all of his genius opted against all these wholesale changes throughout this period, as, as Morgz has just said, I sort of alluded to. We've been winning games, but in some cases, the performances haven't been there. Maybe it's, I mean, maybe it's slightly blasé to complain about not changing a winning team. But if you were in charge, would you have made some fresh changes to this at the beginning? Because I think a lot of people, especially on Twitter, saw the lineup and thought, I'm surprised there hasn't been more rotation here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I do think there's a couple of players who could have played more as well. We have to remember, we have so much quality just in the squad. I mean, for example, Hector, I mean, 
he's he was excellent for us under Parker, I thought. Uh, and he hasn't seen much of a run out. And even if he's not as good as Reem and Adarabayo, because I don't think he is, he, he's Tosin, still mate. there. It's Tosin, remember? Yes, Tosin, sorry. Yeah, just yes. Tosin. He's Brazilian now. But, just, the, just the one way. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's still there for... You know, if he needs to play one every five games, just do it. It's one every five. You know what I mean? It's, it's not the end of the world. And another one, Cavalero. I definitely have not been his biggest fan, but in the last, what, three, four games, he's come off the bench, and I thought he's looked quite good. So that's another player who definitely could have started in the squad that, you know, he, he brings energy every time he comes on. Uh, and, and also, I mean, Tete's come back from injury, and I know this is a bit unfair because Nico Williams has been absolutely excellent since he's come in. But again, if Tete should, maybe should have played one out of the last 10 games, maybe. But he hasn't, it's just been Nico Williams consistently, and he's done nothing wrong to get dropped, but sometimes you just need to rotate. And I think we might see, I think we might see um, Tete for the QPR game just because yeah. Williams, yeah. he looked a little bit, um, he, wasn't, he wasn't as good as he's been. Um, last yeah. night he possibly may have been a bit lucky not to get sent off. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think he's going away on international duty with Wales. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have a couple of games. Um, well, I assume they're having two games because that's generally how it works, isn't it? Um, but Tete will be with the squad, and I think obviously we know how good he is. And to sort of you know for him to train with the squad for the ten days while Williams is away. And then not come, you know, not get a chance to be in the team. I think we'll probably see him starting. That yeah, way. yeah, I do agree. And I think uh, I said this earlier as well about Reem and Kearney. And I don't know, I keep thinking of those two, but there's quite a few players who are getting into their 30s now. And, you know, they need rotating more than, than other players that they actually do. And I know Kearney, to be fair, he, he hasn't played as many, near as many games as Reem, but no matter yeah. how good a player is, Sometimes they just need a, a week rest, you know what I mean? So that's why I think the international duty, the international break even will do do as well. But I also think when there's games on, that we've got options. We've got a very big squad with a lot of championship standard players that can easily do a job. So, yeah. yeah. I don't like you. Uh, I don't like the criticism of people in their 30s, mate. I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, we're perfectly <laughs> athletic. We have more than, sort of, you know. You can do 46 games a season. I'm fucking older than Ronaldo, mate. I mean, that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I you are actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, as one thing Marcus Silva did say, actually, in retal- not retaliation to the comments about rotation, but he did say, you know, West Brom actually didn't, haven't, didn't have had an unchanged side against us and won the game after having a few dire results recently. And just a word on West Brom, even though they've, not been anywhere near their best this year. I mean, they've been similar to us in terms of trajectory and are often identified as that sort of yo-yo tag just because of parachute payments, that, the myth of para- parachute payments, even though they're not in the top uh, uh, places with us. But Bruce's side are talented on paper. And whilst the playoff push this year looks to be a bit much of an ask, they should be... Do you think there's any chance... I mean, I'm not going to talk about next year. Do you think there's any chance they can actually make the playoffs at this rate? more or do you think it's bit, it's still too late for them um my mate is a big he's a big baggies fan he said they're kind of flattered to deceive you know they might sort of like entice them into believing they can make the playoffs and then yeah. at the last hurdle fall no there's another Cheltenham one um and Great. the i think what's happened this season with Ishmael coming in he's changed their style of football for the worse it would appear and mm. I think 
Steve Bruce, whilst he's not going to get them playing wonderful, attacking, flowing football, he's a, a lot better manager at this yeah. point, especially at this level. Maybe not the Premier League, but this level, he's great. Uh, well, good. Let's not say great. He's good. And I, I think, given how tight it is around those sort of playoff positions, there's a good chance they might sneak sixth if they can just keep up this form. I think the comeback against Huddersfield uh, showed they've got the sort of, you know, the character, for want a better term, to sort of fight back. Beating us is going to be good. I don't know who they're playing this weekend, but if they're on a bit of a run, you can see sort of Blackburn, although they won last night, didn't they? They were looking like they were dropping off um, a few teams above them. QPR hopefully will be losing their first game in April. And, you know, all those sort of teams around there, it only takes a couple of results for everything to change around. And yeah. as you get towards the end of the season, that's when tired legs come into it. It's going to be about, you know, man management, you know, again, for a lot of these teams rotating. So there's a good chance they can sneak in. Of all the squads, you would think that they have one of the, um, the strongest and one with a bit more sort of um, stamina in it to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I think the only... I mean, it's definitely not over to it's over. You, you know, you can't you can't say no when it still is possible and it, it could happen. But I think now the quality the teams that the teams in the top six are starting to show, I do think it's starting to close up a little bit. Even though it's still very tight for this stage of the season, um, I, I do think the gap is definitely closing. Because I remember at one point it was like three points between sixth and fourteenth or some rubbish like that. Now you know the gap is definitely bigger and that the teams are that are in the top six are becoming more consistent and they they're getting down to the business end of the competition if you like they know what they've got to do and I think West Brom are just that tiny bit too far away to to get sixth well just looking and, at the table I mean sort of they are seven points off sixth Luton are winning three nil tonight remember recording one Wednesday night so three nil at half time I mean fair enough but you know they get two wins Luton drop two more points, uh, two more, uh, lose two more games. It all swings around. Uh, but those teams around there, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, Millwall, uh, QPR, the you know, Forest, I mean, they've been on a great run of late. Yeah. It's going to be real. I mean, that is, that is going to be incredibly exciting going into the last few weeks of the season. Yeah. I think uh, the top two, I think given that Huddersfield are dropping away a little bit, uh, it could be quite, it's just going to be a battle between Bournemouth and us to sort of get that um, that first place. But that playoff fight is going to be, uh, you know, a classic championship playoff fight. Well, I look forward to watching it when we're safe and tucked into our sort of automatic promotion bed. I mean, there's been this sort of feeling on from the fans that, you know, this is not that we're suddenly going to lose out on the automatics. I think that's absolute rubbish, to be honest. But I feel like, um, you know, I think someone said, if if we miss out to first spot to Bournemouth, I will absolutely, you know, delete my Twitter page or something like that. And I, I, I don't, I'm usually the most, uh, the biggest warrior in the group. And I'm, I'm not even slightly concerned. I feel like a lot of people are saying at the moment that this result would be coming. We've been playing terribly for ages. I mean, we beat, Swansea five one three games ago, and then we had that, that, that was three games on the trot against Cardiff away and Peterborough. At home. I mean, we I really don't see much of to worry about here. Like you said, it's just one of those games, isn't it? But interesting enough, what do you think about Mitrovic at the moment, uh, Morgs? When you watched him, I mean, he, a lot of people have been saying he looks he just looks like he hasn't 
he's just lost his rhythm a bit. And I'm just wondering if that's something we should be worried about, if the international break would do him some good. Just needs to get into a nice oh, bath yeah. a bit more. Yeah, that's good for two games. I mean, that's... Uh, it's well, maybe that's it. Players, yeah, but, we're being, uh, being spoiled, aren't we? That's it. Yeah, and it's the... He, he did look. He looked uh, a bit lead-footed last night, and yeah, he missed that, our best chance of the game, probably on a platter um, from Fabio Cavalli. Yeah, it was from it's on the uh, turn, I guess. It was first time in the turn, and he yeah, it went over. But you know what? We've been spoilt by the amount of goals that man has scored this season, and he needs to be forgiven a few bad performances. He he's not. He, you know, you look at him, and yes, he's he's a athletic guy. But even for him, this is going to be a big slog of games. Yeah. And I, you know, he obviously he's going to play for Serbia uh, in the international break because he loves his country and he would never say no to them. But I wish he would take a fucking couple of weeks off. I don't. He doesn't need. I don't even think he even needs to train. I think he just needs to go and sit on the beach, recharge his batteries, come back, and you know, sort of banging a hat trick against QPR. Uh, but. He's, I think he just needs that. I think he just needs a little bit of rest. He's with yeah. well, a lot of them. He will come back, and yeah, he may not hit forty goals for the season. We may not. We may just see a few more pop in. But I can't. I can't sort of slag him off for his performance last night, just because he was one of many players that just looked, you know, somewhat dead on their feet. And I think that that's just a sort of, you know, result of how the league is at the moment. Yeah, I agree. And and Mitrovic, I think we've seen it a few times. His mood depends on the results that we're getting and, and Serbia's results as well. I think if Serbia do well in this international break, he's going to come back like an absolute goal machine. I think if they don't do well, he might be in a bit of a strop and it might take a bit longer for him to... I think he's still be scoring, but it might take a bit longer for him to get back to scoring three goals a game, you know what I mean? But listen, uh, he's scored so many goals, like Morg said, and... I think once he just starts scoring again, he'll be all right. And then the other thing is, we watch Mitrovic play, and he never, when he doesn't score, he's never good because he ne- he doesn't do much else other than score. So when he does miss that game where he doesn't score, he does he looks shocking. But if he scored last night, everyone would have no one would have been mentioning this. You know what I mean? It's just he's he hasn't scored for two games, like Morg said. Just picking at straws, isn't it? He'll, he'll be all right, definitely. Yeah. I think he sort of he puts it, he does put in some sort of he does put in a decent effort. I think sometimes it's a bit more subtle. I think then you know he's not sort of like running here there and everywhere. He's not sort of covering every sort of blade of grass, but he drops deep. He you know like the times last night he was dropping out wide, uh, which maybe not it's not his thing, but he was you know mopping up essentially. I do, he was I do doing agree. the job that he didn't think that uh, was being done well enough. So I think he's actually he's good like that, but. Because he's so keen to make sure that we play well, but at the same time, he is a target man. He needs to be yeah. in the middle. He needs to be there. If he has a bad game because he's got the service, then we shouldn't be slagging him off. We should be slagging off everyone else. He just needs to be there at you know right place, right time. And yeah. in this case, it was just he had one good chance, I think, last night, and he didn't put it away. Uh, you know, eight times out of ten this season, he would have put it away. But yeah, you know, is the way. What you know, it's just what happens. 
Well, look, if his goals do dry up, I mean, we could also we've always got Rodrigo Muniz to get his seventh attempt in on doing a bicycle <laughs> kick, you know. So that that that'll be all right. But I, I mean, I, was, I I couldn't believe he did that again. The, the extra time was a weird one, was it? Rodrigo Muniz trying that at one point. Um, I think he missed a sort of. I I, I mean, Tosin was doing. You, going back to Tosin, Morgan, about his performance, he wasted a good ninety seconds at one point in the extra time. I, what I mean, do you know the bit I'm talking about when he was what, just, down in the down in the corner? Yes, it when was he, really... he, gave, he, gave, he gave away a corner because I don't think he thought he touched it. Yeah, and... it just a complete waste of momentum and time there to potentially yeah, get was, was, That was frustrating, but it was it was one of those things where clearly he was trying to just get the ball out for a goal mm. kick and apparently he touched it. I mean, I was down the other end, so I couldn't see. He did, he did touch happened. it. Did he? Well, I mean, really, yeah. realistically, yeah, that was dumb. I like, did forget about that. Actually. If that happens, you know, as a player, you've touched the ball. Now, yeah. if you've touched the ball and you think you're going to fool the referee uh, or the linesman into thinking you haven't, then you're a fucking idiot. Um, and in this case, he should have just gone, right, by the way, he was only had one player on him. He should have passed it to Rodak, built from the back, and sort of got the sort of momentum going. Because of that, obviously, they played into the corner. So they, they wasted, you know, it was a good 90 seconds, two minutes of play. And you don't sort of, you know, in entry time, you don't sort of, have to sort of it, you waste a bit of time and suddenly it all goes. So yeah, it's a bit you know frustrating with that sort of attitude or you know mistaken sort of belief, or whatever. Well, with the international break coming out, I think we can safely say, as alluded to earlier, it's just that we really, really do need Niskins Cabano back. Um, I've, hopefully his injury isn't too long. I mean, I. It's it's one of those things, you know. It's it's awful. I mean, you just realise actually how integral he is to that front three, hence the song. But I, I you actually realise that he probably, like you said, with Tim Remonks, he won't have a starting place next season. It's quite sad, but he's just been brilliant, and I hope he comes back as quickly as possible. With no disrespect to Bobby Reed, because I feel Bobby Reed actually gets a tiny bit of disservice. A lot of people calling him pony on the internet and stuff, and I, I just feel like you know he hasn't been fantastic, but he still scores goals. Um, he scored quite. a about six goals for us, maybe seven. I can't remember, but he scored a fair few this season. He does the job yeah. off the bench. Just you know, he's he's a utility man, and it's just it's quite it's not always he easy. is he is a he is off the bench utility man, and he needs to be given credit for the service he's given the club so exactly. far. Um, I think last season he was he was very good for us in a what was a ultimately shocking season, and I think this season he's done the same. He's always come out with a good attitude. He's, you know, scored a decent amount of goals off the bench. Uh, it just wasn't very good last night. And, you know, but then neither was Harry Wilson, neither was, you know, Chalabur, neither was, you know, Nico. It's, I don't think he is a starter. And I think we do miss Niskins this season. But as you say, he probably won't be playing next year. Um, but I think that just shows what the jump from the championship to the Premier League is. Yeah, because right. we've got these great players who deserve a chance. But realistically, if we're going to stay up this time around, um, you know, should they be starting? Probably not. Um, well, whether, well, can Silver get a, um, a tune out of them in the Premier League? Maybe you can. Maybe it was just Parker's style. Maybe it was, you know, Slav's style or, you know, the 37 managers that followed him. Um, you know, would they, you know, maybe silver something different, but you just, I can't, I can't see it. I think we need to recruit very well in certain areas, uh, but not at a wholesale 
recruitment. I think I would love to see Cabana still given an opportunity. Um, yes. Because he has shown definitely. his importance and I think he deserves it. And it is that, isn't it? Do players deserve a chance? Yes, they do. Have they been given a chance before? Kind of. Maybe Ream not so much under Parker, uh, but he was under Slav. Um, mm. So it, it's a difficult one. It's, you know, there are... I think we've got a lot of, you know, respect for our players in this league that they don't get when we go up. Yeah. So that's kind of, it's a difficult one to juggle, I think. You have respectability over talent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, lads, look, that's, that's the shed. schedule in the bin. Uh, we're, we're done there. We're done with West Brom. Well, let's look towards the, inter- I mean, the international break, we get to relax. We get to watch some championship football this weekend. Just a quick question. Are you guys going to QPR away? Either of you. I am. You are. You're going, are you, Will? All right. Yeah. Nice yep. You managed to get I, to I am an unfortunately, uh, oh, no, unfortunately, I have my child. Um, and it's, uh, you, know, in, uh, you know, in the world of single parenting, getting to uh, football games has to be somewhat select. Uh, well, you, you, you were right. How was the journey last night with Fred G in the car? Was it fun? We're going the back. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, I made, I made the trip to Reading in the afternoon, did some work at uh, Frenchie's house. And yeah. uh, then we sort of it's got in the work. car, yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> there was me sort of, I was being very reactive as opposed to proactive at work yesterday. Um, and... just out of context, sounds like you're just building a table in his kitchen or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was walking his dogs, um, yeah. but no, it was it was a good little trip up. We, uh, you know, I had I had a few beers on the way up. Uh, French didn't because he was driving, and uh, we was you know on the way back, we were a little bit tired. And then we go drove me back to um, uh, Twickenham, so I was oh. uh, I was chauffeured from Reading to West Brom and back to uh, Twickenham. It was great. Well, there you are. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm absolutely well, knackered today. I wasn't even driving. I got home at one o'clock and I've been sort of like zombified all day. <laughs> Get too often the shit. <laughs> Well, I tell, you, I tell you what, let's leave it there, lads. Thank you very much to my co-host. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back in due course. Happy international break. And we will see you on the other side of it. Many thanks. Cheers. Fulham.